You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 8th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Here with you today for, uh, I guess, a special episode because I didn't think I'd be back until Wednesday. But here today to discuss a little bit about the latest news going on in the coaching circles. No, there isn't any update on the Orlando Magic, but certainly Magic fans are talking a lot more about the coaching search in a very real way because of two developments. First, the Toronto Raptors lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I would highly suggest you go check out Locked On Raptors for a little bit more on the aftermath of that loss uh, by the Toronto Raptors uh, in the playoffs. But for many people, it's been widely considered that the Magic would be chasing after uh, Raptors assistant coach Nick Nurse, and he's considered one of the one of the hottest uh, coaching names out there on the market. Now that the Raptors are out of the playoffs. If the Magic haven't interviewed him already or, or have decided to give him the job and we're just waiting for the season to end, the season's now over. So that may mean if the Magic do, in fact, have an interest in Nick Nurse, there's really been nothing except for speculation to connect the two. If the Magic are indeed interested in Nick Nurse, then this would be the time and this would be the point where he is now available to uh, to be hired and to be to be grabbed. But the other big development, which I touched on a little bit on yesterday's episode because it had just broken when when I was recording, the other the other big issue, the other big development is the Detroit Pistons had decided to part ways with Stan Van Gundy. Now, for Magic fans, immediately you saw it on Twitter. Bring back Stan here. Here we stand. All the all the favored uh, hashtags and, and Twitter campaigns to get Stan Van Gundy back in the Orlando Magic organization. And, you know, it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like some good nostalgia. And Stan Van Gundy gave a, gave an interview to, or at least exchanged texts with Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, suggesting, you know, for the right situation, yeah, I would love to come back and coach. And, 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 and Van Gundy certainly seems interested in coming back to coaching. And he plans after the summer to move back into the Central Florida area. Van Gundy has kept a home in Lake Mary uh, since since he, you know since he was here as a coach and, and since he since he, he left the team four five six years ago now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is the right coach for the Orlando Magic. And I think uh, in responding to the decision to move on from from Stan Van Gundy, uh, our friends over at Locked On Pistons had a lot to say in recapping this uh, this decision from their team. Hey, this is Matt Shook of Locked On Pistons. But after a month it finally happened, Stan Van Gundy was fired Monday by the Pistons as coach and president of basketball operations with a rather strange press release by the team where Tom Gores, the owner, and Stan Van Gundy, uh, he said Tom Gores that Stan wanted to return. Quote, Stan is a competitor and he wanted to finish the job, Gores said. Not quite sure exactly why Gores needs to be pointing that out. I don't know if that's a dig at Stan Van Gundy or if that's trying to uh, make him look better. It was a strange way of putting that. After four years, with one year remaining on his contract, uh, Stan will not be coming back. Van Gundy's four years featured a rapid ascent to the playoffs in year two after taking over a franchise stuck in the mud, but the last two were obviously disappointing seasons, hindered by reckless free agent misses and draft night head scratchers, most notably taking Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell last summer. Uh, as Mitchell began to it looks like a star starring career that he's going to have with the Utah Jazz, and that one spelled the end of the Stan Van Gundy era. We may never know what happened in the days of California meetings between Gores and Van Gundy that dragged out recently, and why did they drag out so long is the biggest question probably on Pistons fans right now. 
uh, on the minds, but Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that last week that Gores wanted Stan Van Gundy to stay on as coach but retool the front office structure, but they weren't able to reach that agreement, nor were they able to get into any extension that Stan Van Gundy was likely pining for with only one year left on his deal. So Dan will collect $7 million and probably have his pick of television jobs as he's a engaging and compelling personality in front of the microphones. All told, it'll probably be better for him uh, as a, than a lame duck year under a new boss that didn't, didn't hire him. So the Pistons joined the coach in executive searches nearly a month after their season ended. Again, why did that take so long? Names like Steve Clifford, Mike Budenholzer, or former Piston Jerry Stackhouse figure to be tossed around in terms of coaching candidates, although this job certainly ranks below division rival Milwaukee in the pecking order of openings. And you can draw your own conclusions as fans and, and coaches out there about where the Pistons fall in terms of some of these other ones, like the Charlottes or maybe the rebuilding teams such as Atlanta that still have openings as well. Uh, Woj of ESPN also reported that uh, former Arntel and client, client Brent Berry could be involved in the new front office as well. Former Pistons star Chauncey Billups was also attached to the team uh, team's front office in a report from Mark Stein of the New York Times earlier this year in January as potentially part of the revamped front office for the Pistons and his former team. The team will move forward with a potentially awkward and injury-prone core of Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Andre Drummond with little salary cap flexibility and almost assuredly no first-round pick next month. But if there's one thing we can guess about Gores, a Malibu resident who has gravitated more to his glitzy life in California than his Michigan background, it's that he's probably going to want to make a splash. Based on the, his bidding of Van Gundy away from the Warriors four years ago and his at least approval of the Griffin trade this year, he'll be hoping to make that big splash and get the Pistons out there and in a winning position, and especially in the newspapers and on Twitter uh, right away and hopefully back in the playoffs as quickly as this year. And we will see how that works out for the Detroit Pistons down the road, again, who have fired Stan Van Gundy as coach and president of basketball operations. This is Matt Shook for Locked On Pistons. Thanks for listening. I hope that gives some some insight uh, from, from Locked On Pistons. And if you haven't done so already, or if you're interested in doing so, be sure to tune into Locked On Pistons. You can subscribe to them on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, if you haven't done so already, I would definitely suggest uh, checking them out and learning a little bit more about why things didn't work out with Stan Van Gundy. Certainly, Van Gundy came to the team after his time in Orlando, a very successful run in Orlando, uh, with the idea that that he would be able to turn the team around, take a young, budding team, a team that had just been to the playoffs and had just uh, taken uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers to a very difficult four-game series uh, when he took over, and take that team to the next level. It never really happened, though. Andre Drummond never really became the defensive force that, that Dwight Howard certainly was, but but even a, a decent defensive force, and they could never really surround the shooters, uh, the, the surround him with the shooters that they needed. They struggled with Reggie Jackson for several years. They struggled with Josh Smith for a few years. Um, Van Gundy was criticized, as, as they noted in, in, in that piece there, was criticized for some of his free agent decisions as a front office, uh, and then certainly his draft decisions as well. Stanley Johnson has not become the player that many people expected him to become, although his shooting, his defense is still pretty solid. His, his offense has never really come around uh, as well, even with maybe the added space that, the, that you hope to get in a Stan Van Gundy offense. Um, while Tobias Harris flourished, they traded him and turned him into Blake Griffin in a, in a big splashing move by ownership to try and make the playoffs, which they ultimately didn't make. I think you could ultimately say that Stan Van Gundy's tenure with the Detroit Pistons is, is nothing but a failure. I mean, I, 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 that seems very, very harsh to say. 
but it wasn't what the Pistons wanted. It wasn't anywhere close to what the Pistons wanted, uh, and it certainly wasn't what um, the what what they hoped for at the end of the day. Um, Van Gundy is still a very good coach, and, and you hear you, you saw on Twitter some of the players talking about him and talking about what he did for them, and, and there's still a lot of people who really believe in what Stan Van Gundy was preaching and what Stan Van Gundy was teaching, uh, and, and you know, maybe it needed time. Maybe the whole thing needed time. Maybe injuries were a factor. Maybe it was just a question of a bad fit, or or maybe, you know, like Frank Vogel here in Orlando, the, the times just changed, and, and Van Gundy's you know, kind of basic system worked when it was still very fresh and new, but now it's not fresh and new. Now everyone is doing it. Everyone is exploiting that weakness, uh, and and the Pistons couldn't get over it. Whatever the case may be, Stan Van Gundy is still a very accomplished coach, and I, I think that it is good and it is, I think, right for Magic fans, for for Magic and for the Magic especially, to consider looking into him. He's obviously a very accomplished coach. He's accomplished a lot in Orlando. But the question is, is he the right coach for the Magic? And that's where I tend to disagree with a lot of the people who are looking for a little bit of a nostalgia story. Let's get past the the baggage that remains with Stan Van Gundy. Whether we like to think of it or not, there is still a lot of baggage between Stan Van Gundy and the Magic front office. Essentially what happened was Stan Van Gundy got himself fired. He, I mean, yes, the Magic were probably ready to move on. Yes, the Magic were probably in a position where they needed to change coaches, even if they would have eventually kept Dwight Howard. But at the same time, and by the same token, Stan Van Gundy did himself no favors to keep the spot if Dwight Howard was going to go. He aired out the team's dirty laundry. He put something that was private out in the public, uh, and that got him fired. That is why he's no, he was no longer the coach and no longer part of the rebuild. But at the same time, I also want to. I also kind of believe that he is not the kind of coach that would succeed in a rebuilding situation. We need to be real and honest about the situation with the Orlando Magic. Yes, there are some nice young players here in Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac, and, and to some extent Evan Fournier, I suppose. But this is not a team on the cusp of contention. This is not a team that's on the cusp of making the playoffs. This is a team that needs to flip over its core and kind of turn over a new leaf. This is a team that needs to take another step forward, that needs to take maybe a step back to take a step forward and go through the draft. And while you're not hiring Stan Van Gundy to make personnel decisions and and not and you're not hiring him to be, quote unquote, the 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 brainchild, and, and I think he's a very good culture builder. At the same time, you've got to be you gotta bring in a coach here that's gonna show the patience and be willing to sit through losing. And if we know anything about Stan Van Gundy, he does not like to lose. Losing drives him nuts, and unfortunately, I, I I believe this, there are still a lot of losses ahead for the Orlando Magic. It's going to be at least another year, maybe two, before the team is serious about making a playoff push, and certainly getting the cap space to, to maybe change up the roster through free agency and add those supplemental pieces. This is kind of the roster the Magic have. Maybe Stan Van Gundy could get a little bit more out of this roster than uh, Frank Vogel could. Maybe. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that 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 that's that's completely out of the range of possibility. But I don't think Stan Van Gundy is the right coach to kind of help nurture and grow these players. Yes, the Magic needs some accountability, and Stan Van Gundy would absolutely provide that. But at the same time, they also need someone who's going to be patient, who's going to kind of pick guys up, find the positives, hold them accountable when they make mistakes, but at the same time, make the make the decisions or make make decisions that will help the team in the future. Stan Van Gundy is not a future coach. I, I, I'm sorry to say that. That is not who he is. That's not in his DNA. And so when I hear Magic fans say that they should go after Stan Van Gundy, 
I see it more as a nostalgia trip. I see it more as the team, as as fans hoping to get back to those late 2000s teams. And yeah, those teams were great. They were also really talented. Dwight Howard was one of the top five players in the world. Stan Van Gundy unlocked uh, talent in Hito Turkoglu that everyone felt was there but had never really shown through. He got the most out of Jameer Nelson. He got the most out of veteran players. Remember, when Stan Van Gundy took over the Magic, they were the eighth seed in the playoffs. They were, the, they were an eighth-seeded team. They were a team that was clearly on the rise. And same thing that happened in Detroit, kind of the same type of team that they had in Detroit, a team that looked like they were on the rise. Clearly, as we've seen with Frank Vogel, as we've seen with some other coaches that have come here, you've got to be really ready to take that next step, and you've got to be ready to push in a little bit. And the Magic aren't there, and I don't think Stan Van Gundy is the type of coach that the Magic should be chasing. He's not the type of coach that the Magic... Um, not that, not that the Magic wouldn't be happy to have him. He's a very good coach, and I think he would do a good job. But I don't think he's the absolute right coach. And what I think the Magic need to do is find the absolute right coach. And that kind of brings me to, to the column that I wrote today on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. It, it was something that I thought about while I was doing yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic. Really, this team is looking for a guy who will set a culture. Let's, let's, let's be clear. That's, that is the number one thing that the new coach has to do. He has to set a culture. He has to build a, uh, he essentially has to build um, a, an idea of who this Magic team is and get everyone to buy into that idea. The reason why Stan Van Gundy I don't think works is these guys don't know how to be successful. And sure, they don't have any idea to be successful. They don't have any reason not to believe and buy into what a coach is saying. But at the same time, you can lose that team very quickly. And I think that's what happened the last two years under Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel was a good coach. Frank Vogel did a lot of really good things, but his team was not responding to him. The Magic needs someone that they will respond to, that they will listen to, that they will trust, and that they will grow and build with. And I think that's most important. So we sit here today, you know, the day after the Raptors are eliminated from the playoffs. So now I think we will see some some movement or begin to see some, some churning and some movement a week away from the NBA draft lottery when a major piece of the Magic's future puzzle gets put into place, uh, or at least begins to take some shape. I wouldn't say put into place until the draft, I guess. Uh, but the Magic right now, they have to make sure that they get the right guy. That is the number one concern. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter if it takes until next week or the week after. It, it doesn't matter... Hey, who it is really. It just has to be the right guy. It has to be someone that Jeff Weltman is extremely comfortable with. And so I would say right now, the Magic are absolutely right to be taking their time, to be going through their mo- going through their process and not giving in to, you know, maybe some fans who were like, why didn't we get David Fisdale? Why didn't we get this guy? Why aren't we interviewing this guy? Why aren't we doing this, that, or the other thing? As I mentioned yesterday, just because the media is not reporting any interviews, just because the media is not reporting uh, that the Magic are talking to people, doesn't mean that they haven't done so. Jeff Wellman is not doing his coaching process through the media. He's not. He's not leaking it. As far as we know, he's not the one leaking any of this information. The Magic are going through their process. And at this point, at this point, if you're a fan, you either trust the process or you don't. You either trust that the Magic are dotting their I's, crossing their T's, that they're going through whatever process that they that they understand what they're looking for, uh, and and going through each candidate with a fine tooth fine tooth comb, 
and understanding what he brings to the table, what good, what bad, what indifferent, whatever. You either trust trust that Jeff Waltman and John Hammond know what they're doing, or you don't. As Josh Robinson, the line of Sentinel, reported a, a, a while back, um, a few weeks ago, when the Magic hired Frank Vogel, it felt it it it. it According to his reporting, it was a decision that man, that not management made, that ownership made. They wanted a splashy hire. They wanted a name hire. And that may not have been the right coach for the team. Again, Frank Vogel is a fine coach. I think he, you know, he didn't do a, a, a great job, but I don't think he did a bad job either. I think he did the best with really what he had and the situation he was put into. It was a situation where he was not, you know, in a position to succeed. But if the Magic would have stuck with maybe an Adrian Griffin, as, as Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel, suggested Rob Hennigan wanted to do, if the Magic would have stuck with him instead, then you have some continuity off a 35-1 season. Maybe Adrian Griffin can sit there and fight a little bit more to say, no, Victor Oladipo is our guy. You need to... search This Serge Ibaka thing isn't going to work. I know this team. Having that familiarity with that team might have changed the outcome for the Magic a little bit. And it would have been going with a guy who already had relationships with the players or you know didn't have the head coaching experience but was clearly someone who who'd been in the trenches and had and had some trust from the players. I mean it's easy to forget that 35 win season had a lot of problems. It's not that the Magic should have rolled back the same team that won 35 games that year. But it was also uh, the most successful season the Magic had had and and Scott I remember Scott Scott saying this on, on during the exit interviews that that day that day Going from 35 to 45 wins is much harder than going from 25 to 35 wins. But that didn't mean we should have discounted the progress that the Magic had made. And I think that's something that ownership kind of did a little bit when they kind of went with their gut and went for the splashy coach. Again, that's another reason why I don't think Stan Van Gundy's the right hire. The Magic don't need a name coach. They don't need to go for the biggest name out there. Could have been David Fisdale. Could have been Jason Kidd. Could have been whoever. They need to go for the right person. It doesn't matter who that person is, but they need to make sure that, that it's the right person. And so if they go through this process deliberately, if they go through this process slowly, if they slowly build up to uh, whoever that they're eventually going to hire, as long as it's the right person, it doesn't matter. And, and, and at this point, again, you either trust Jeff Weltman to make the right decision or you don't. And if you, and if you don't trust Jeff Weltman to make the right decision... That's probably a bigger issue with the organization as a whole anyway. I mean, I, I think Jeff Weltman has deserved, you know, deserves some benefit of the doubt. This is his first major hire, and it's, it is a big hire, and it is one that he has to get right because as we saw when the rebuild first started six years ago, getting that first coach wrong can be crippling. Getting subsequent coaches wrong can be crippling. Uh, thinking you're farther along than you are and getting yourself stuck can be crippling. And so Jeff Wallman is certainly in a very very cautious and precarious situation right now. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be aggressive going after the guy that he wants. If he wanted David Fisdale and he missed out on it, he should be criticized for it. There's no information to suggest that that, that, that is the case. There are very good coaches, and as I said yesterday, when you're differentiating between assistant coaches, it's really hard to do without being able to sit in that interview room and understand exactly what they, what they said to differentiate themselves, because assistant coaches are really a a dime a dozen, I hate to say. Um, they do. They they all do really good work, but the public doesn't really understand the work that they do to to be able to make the decision to say, oh, David Vanderpool is a better assistant coach than Nick Nurse, or so on and so forth. 
it's really going to come down to the relationships that they're able to build, the way that they're able to develop their players, the program they want to build, and their vision, their specific vision for the team. Like I said yesterday, I think what's most important with this Magic team is to find a specific vision for the team, a specific way that this new coach wants to build and grow his team. And if he can, and if they can find someone who has that specific vision, and it lines up with the vision that Jeff Weltman has and the way he sees this team growing, then that is going to be the right guy. I don't know who that is at this point. I'm not going to venture to guess who it is. I, I think that the list of coaches that we've seen, whether it's Nick Nurse, Jerry Stackhouse, David Vanterpool, Ime Yadoka, you know, I think you can throw in maybe Becky Hammond. I, I would throw in Cheryl Reeve if, if she were actually interested in the job. She's currently coaching the Minnesota Lynx as they start their season in the coming weeks. There are a lot of really good coaches out there. I'm not even naming all of them. Jerron Collins of the Golden State Warriors would be a good coach. Monty Williams has got experience as, an, as a head coach, a relationship with ownership already, and is a great player. Is a great player relationship guy. Uh, you know, I think his time in New Orleans was was both too long and too short. I thought that that they they fired him too soon. But Alvin Gentry's obviously done a good job there too. It, it, it's really hard to get a sense of who the right situation is. Um, who, where the right place is uh, for each team, um, and uh, obviously, uh, obviously, the Magic have a big decision ahead of them, and it's a decision that they're still working through the process with. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_und. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Um, I may post something on LockedOnMagic.com as well, so be sure to check that out. Let you know what I'm what I'm up to and what I'm reading, uh, especially as I'm going to go to intermittent episodes uh, throughout the week. Here, I'm doing an episode today. I may do an episode tomorrow. I haven't really decided yet. Um, you know, obviously, I'm still. Bouncing back from from surgery here, um, feeling feeling better today than I did yesterday. So so, um, if I'm day to day, I'm 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 definitely was able to play today. Um, but I uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, that you all can stay in touch with me. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, also be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I wrote a little bit more about the Magic and and they're staying true to their process here uh, on the site today. I'll hopefully have some more stuff. I'm gonna probably write a little bit about the draft in the coming days as well as we get to a week to the NBA draft lottery. Again, apologies for the audio quality if it's bad. Um, not only am I a little kind of, um, my energy is is up. I think it's better than it was yesterday, uh, but it's it, I'm still I'm still kind of still getting still getting healthy and, and stuff coming back recuperating from surgery, and I also don't have my my nice mic with me here. Uh, while I'm recovering at home. So uh, I apologize for the audio quality there. Uh, as always, be sure to check out the other great Locked On podcasts. Be sure to follow us on, on or subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places to download podcasts. You are a podcast and a listening device. And until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and, and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.